Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the moment. Tonight is the night. We'll fight till it's over. So You're listening to After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Every time my grandmother says nothing good happens after 2 a.m., I remind her that our radio show is on after 2 a.m. In the East Coast, the West Coast, every other coast. So some good things happen after 2 a.m. You've turned me. I'm in 100% agreement. What? You are the greatest broadcast sports journalist of all time. Amy, you're the most best talk show radio on national Radio Broadcasting Air Networks. You're the best. I appreciate that, though I don't really need you to tell me. Good morning, Amy. Morning. I've been listening to you for the last few months, every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Boom. Yes, boom. This is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. to you. It is a Friday. It's a Friday. It's a payday. Ooh, that's always a good day. Except for when it's mostly spent. But what I try to, which mine is, but I try to tell myself, I try to remind myself that it's better to have it than to not have it. <laughs> so even if you've got bills and most of the money will be accounted for the second if it, the second that it hits your account, at least you've got it. At, at least it's there. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on a Friday morning. Friday. It rolls off the tongue. You know what doesn't roll off the tongue is spasming. It's a word that I'm really struggling with on this edition of the show. <laughs> Tiger Woods used it to talk about his back after the opening round of the Genesis Invitational on Thursday afternoon. And now it's stuck because it just it doesn't come out comfortably. Spasming. Spasming. So we'll try to stay away from it this hour. He can say it. I can't really say it. Uh, some of you are wanting me to know that wet behind the ears, this is com- comes from Donnie on Twitter. <laughs> wet behind the ears is when someone younger doesn't dry themselves off behind the ears after a shower. So it refers to being inexperienced or just being young because you don't dry off your body fully and somehow you forget to wipe behind your ears. I feel like if you dry your hair, you're drying your ears. Hmm. Have you ever left wetness behind the ears? No. No, me neither. That would feel all aw- just no. Yeah, that feel awkward, and I wouldn't like it. 
All right, though. Doesn't make sense. It, okay, but it, maybe it did 70 years ago. <laughs> That's all I can think of. Maybe it did a long time ago. There's a bunch of old sayings and cliches that if you really try to break them down, don't make any sense at all. In fact, for those of you who are listening, if you've got a few, uh, go ahead and, and send them to us on Twitter, A Law Radio, or on our Facebook page, because there are all kinds of old cliches. Not the old wives' tales, that's something different. That's what your grandmother tried to tell you. But the old cliches that when you actually say them out loud, you have no idea where they came from. Cats and dogs, raining cats and dogs. Raining cats and dogs, there you go. Or raining men, but I think that was a song, not... <laughs> yeah. I think cats and dogs refers to like a barn. I don't know, hmm. I ever looked it up Raining once. cats and dogs. That is a good one. It never should be raining cats and dogs. But I guess you know, it's really bad if it is. I think, like if, a, I think it was like a cat or a dog in a barn. If it was raining super hard, they'd come down. I don't, I don't know, it was very dumb. Okay. <laughs> not to farmers. <laughs> But okay, so yeah, if you have any type of an idea. Also, uh, we just got this tweet, which I think is fun. We might have to see if it's good audio, Ryan, for the rest of the hour because, and I don't know every Seinfeld episode like some people do. I'm a Friends girl, though. I can essentially tell you what happened in any Friends episode in all 10 years because I have all the DVDs. That tells you how old it is. But apparently there was a Seinfeld episode with George. Remember George worked for the New York Yankees? Did you ever watch Seinfeld? Are you like Cody Bellinger, who had no idea who Seinfeld was? I know Seinfeld. I don't. I've never watched it. Okay, like it fully. Might be something to go back and binge. Anyway, George worked for the New York Yankees, and they got cotton uniforms. And I guess it was a change that he made that the players were not happy with. So someone sent us the link. It might be worth listening to and seeing if we can turn it into a bit. <laughs> Anyway, the cotton uniforms, Seinfeld. Yeah, the players are complaining because the uniforms are not cotton. They're vaporized. They're breathable, way too breathable, if you ask some of the guys. Anyway, the wet behind the ears and the cotton uniforms on Seinfeld. We've gone deep down a rabbit hole. It's after hours on CBS Sports Radio. Again, good morning to you. It's a Friday. That's the most important thing. And it's also important that there is a new queen in college hoops. Caitlin Clark, I'm sure you've heard the name. She's been a household name now for a couple years. There was this crazy conspiracy theory that she purposely did not score in the second half of their last game, which was a loss for the Hawkeyes. That she was missing shots intentionally so that she could break the women's college basketball scoring record at home. That's dumb. First of all, she doesn't want to lose. They don't want to lose. They have unfinished business. This is why she's still in school. This is why she's still at Iowa. She believes this team can win the national championship. And I remember going back to when they were eliminated in March Madness last year. She was distraught. And she felt like... They had a lot more that they could accomplish and a lot more to prove. And so for that reason, she's come back with not just a renewed energy and effort. There's been a lot of attention on her, and she definitely does rise to the occasion. She's one of those players that performs better in the clutch. You can always spot it, right? It's not hard. You may not know the exact formula, uh, but you can always spot a clutch gene. When a player has it, you know it. 
And so with her, it was about raising her level of play, knowing that everything she wanted would be available if she could do that. And so she has, and the team is terrific this year. They're in the top five in the country, but they did have that loss in their last game. And the idea was that, oh, no, she lost on purpose so she could break the scoring record at home. Don't believe it for a second. Now, it's kind of funny when you hear her talk about the record-setting three that she waited. She knew she could do it. She only needed eight points. So of course, it was going to happen last night unless something went horribly wrong. But kind of funny that she had been thinking about it and she kind of knew she could do it, but she had a plan for it. And I guess that would almost feed into the conspiracy theory, but don't buy. It's too, it's cheap. It's like the uniforms. Don't buy into it. Instead, she makes quick work of it. So they're taking on Michigan. They're in Iowa city. The crowd is amped. There's a lot of electricity. They don't even get halfway through the first quarter and she's already got it. Felia gets in the paint, pull up, short jumper, no, long rebound, dug up by Gabby Marshall, scoops a pass to Clark, logo three, got it, 22 is now number one, Caitlin Clark is the NCAA's all-time scoring leader in women's basketball history. That's Rob Brooks. On Learfield IMG, she passes the old record that was held by Kelsey Plum going back to 2017. Uh, we'll hear from Kelsey coming up. But, yeah, she made very quick work of it. In fact, she took the opening tip and dribbled down the court and had a layup. So there were two right then. And she waited. She waited a little bit uh, so that she could get all of the leg motion, all of the leg, the push with her legs that she wanted when she wasn't quite so tired. Well, I thought about doing it a couple possessions earlier, but I was a little tired, so I needed to catch my breath a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I think I kind of stepped back to my left a little bit and was able to get it off and uh, went in and then celebrated. And I honestly thought Coach Butter was going to call the timeout before I had to go play defense, but she didn't, so I had to go play defense. <laughs> uh, yeah, they were actually not thrilled with their defense in the first half, even though they had a lead over Michigan. Uh, so Bluter, Coach Bluter, made her go back and play defense first before she would call the timeout to celebrate. It was neat. It is. It was not intentional, but it is cool that she could do it in front of the fans because they've been so supportive. Uh, she mentioned it. Coach Bluter mentioned it as well. Uh, the fact that they have bought in and they've supported this Hawkeyes team, and even before Caitlin Clark got there. Um, but the way that they ended last season, too, again, going back to – them kind of inserting themselves into the the national championship picture. Uh, for those of you who are big women time big time women's college basketball fans, excuse me. Um, you know she's been on this team now. She's a senior. She's been on this team now for four years, and so they made the NCAA tournament. Um, 21, 22. In fact, they were a two seed in 22. But it was last year with all the profile and the attention that they really had this incredible run. Uh, they beat South Carolina in the final four. So they were a two seed. South Carolina was a one in the defending champion. I think trying to win the, for the second consecutive year. And they handed South Carolina a stunning loss. And then in the championship, they lost to LSU. Um, Kim Mulkey's team. I uh, remember... 
the whole deal with the hand in front of the face, uh, Angel Reese, uh, you know, to Caitlin Clark and the just the hand gestures and all that jazz um, and this, the smack talking going back and forth. And so they lose to LSU and not a real, not a real close game. And since then she's been on a mission, but because of how incredible she is, she really can create her shot at any point on the court. Uh, she's got that same type of moxie and flair as does say a Sabrina Ionescu, or if we're talking about, the same tood and the ability to shoot from all over the court, well, then a lot like a Steph Curry. Um, do not mistake what I'm saying, only that she has that same flair and she will, she can and will shoot from pretty much anywhere, including half court. And she has that kind of confidence uh, that really borders on arrogance, and yet she backs it up on a regular basis. So she finishes not just with the record, but with a school record and a new career high, 49 points for her. And so why not make the night extra memorable to go along with 13 assists? And so she had one heck of a night and the fans were chanting her name and uh, she got carried off the court on her teammates' shoulders, which was really neat. I mean, she deserves this. She's worked really hard. And now as a senior, she is sitting on 3,569 career points. I started crying watching that video just because, like, I'm I'm just filled with so much gratitude and love, and um, the way the fa- these fans support women's basketball is so much special. Is so special, and um, yeah, I mean, you all knew I was going to shoot a logo three for the record. Come on now. <laughs> Excited about this night, um, just to be a part of it. Um, she's such a special player, and. You know something, the University of Iowa is the right place for this to happen. Uh, it, it absolutely is. You know, this is a place that has supported basketball, women's basketball, for such a long time. And, and anything can happen here. And now she is not only the new queen, but women's college basketball is so much about what she's done this season. And when we get to March Madness, there'll obviously be other teams, great games. Um, but as the pressure mounts, she's played even better. Not that last game, notwithstanding, um, and the way that she enjoys it, and the the big smile, and the fans that come out to see her, and she sticks around, and she signs for little kids uh, their memorabilia, and she talks about dreaming and how hey, she's only twenty two, and she's still got a long way to go, and that is true. But in the eyes of a bunch of these kids that are showing up at games. Well, she's old, and they want to be where she is. And so she's inspiring another generation of not just young girls, but young boys who want to be the next Caitlin Clark, which I think is really cool. Uh, So congratulations to her. Now, Kelsey Plum had the record. She's gone on to a very successful career in the WNBA and was part of the NBC San Diego coverage last night, uh, even as Clark bypassed her. Oh, man, I'm super happy for her. She can have it. Um, And uh, I think it's really cool to see her do it in the fashion that she's doing it, bringing attention to the game. Um, And, you know, I always just try to make sure when people bring it up to me, I always try to make sure that um, I, I don't fail to mention, like, hey, she's a human being too, right? So the record's great, but at the end of the day, she's a human being and a person. And uh, we just got to make sure that we show her a ton of love outside of her performance, right? So I think that sometimes we get caught up in the media, no offense, but in the media, (laughs) um, you know, trying to break these certain records. But at the end of the day, um, it will come naturally. She's a baller. Um, She'll be great. It really is raising the profile. It used to be, 
Now, Iowa's had a, a competitive women's program going way back. For those of you who know the name Vivian Stringer, see Vivian Stringer. She used to coach at Iowa. It's a Hall of Famer. Um, but So they've had a program. But it, it was 30 years in between Final Four appearances. So it was a generation ago. And now Iowa has joined the list of schools and programs that can compete at the highest level. For a long time, it was UConn and it was Tennessee. And that was it. Every now and then you'd have an upstart, like a Purdue won a championship, a Duke would get in there as well. But it was Iowa, or it was, excuse me, it was Connecticut and it was Tennessee that really raised the bar. It was Gino Ariema, it was Pat Summit. And if you wanted to compete with them, if you wanted to be part of that equation, well, then you were going to have to pour more resources into it, find better recruits, hire the best coaches, um, spend more money, and invest more in your women's basketball program. But what has happened because of UConn and Tennessee is that you've got other coaches that kind of raised up watching those two teams dominate. So a Dawn Staley, uh, right, and the the way that she's been able to transform South Carolina. Um, personally, having worked with a Jennifer Rosati, who took a Hartford women's basketball team to the NCAA tournament multiple times, and then uh, was coaching at George Washington. You you've got young players who watched UConn in Tennessee or played for UConn in Tennessee. Stanford in there as well, um, and for these programs now, uh, they've launched the next generation of coaches who are now coaching another generation of players that are uh, better, more competitive. And Caitlin Clark is part of that. I mean, this is part of the WNBA getting better and better and women's college basketball becoming more high profile and leading into the NBA all-star weekend. Well, now you've got uh, Sabrina, INSQ, uh, who went to Oregon, who will match up with Steph Curry, and they will go toe-to-toe in the three-point competition or three-point shootout. And I do hope that raises the profile even more, brings more attention uh, to not just the WNBA, but to also uh, the stars of the future. It's it's neat. It's neat because there's more than enough room and more than enough social media space and internet space to be able to cover and talk about uh, all these great athletes. It's after hours on Facebook and on Twitter, A-Law Radio. Some of you are sending me your cliches. This one I actually know, and I do think it makes sense. Maybe it's old, but if it's good for the goose, it's good for the gander. I mean, I've used that one before, so that one's, I think that's fairly self-explanatory. The goose being the female, the gander being the male. So if it, meaning don't have a double standard. If it's good for the goose, well, then it's good enough for the gander. Right, Ryan, you know that one? Yeah, I've heard it before. <laughs> Would you have known what it meant? Uh, yeah, I'd figure it out. Okay. Context good. clues. <laughs> there you go. Uh, let's see. Thad says still wet behind the ears has been around well over 65 years. Wowzers. Uh, Paul, here's a good one in Texas. Don't take down the fence until you know why it was put up. I like that one. I do too, but is that a cliche or is it just truth? Don't hate it till you know why. I don't know. Oh, oh! so you're going to take it into that realm. I was thinking, like, practically, uh, until you know what's in the field, probably don't take down the fence. Like yeah. a bull or something else that might charge you. Maybe don't take down the fence. Maybe it's both. You can do both. Practically, or you can be like, eh, don't, don't hate on something or question it until you've Until you understand it. it. It's like the shoes. Don't walk a mile in their shoes. Yes. Which, who's ever done that? Who's actually ever walked a mile in someone else's shoes? Nobody, but I like that statement. <laughs> yes. Uh, cliches that make sense to us until we start really thinking about them. And then what? 
It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence. It's a Friday. Ryan's filling in for producer Jay, who's on vacation. I didn't even know he was out all of next week until Ryan informed me. So at least we're now on the same page. I thought he was coming back in the middle of next week. But nope, it's me and Ryan all the way through. Filling your void post-football. I I can do that well. I got plenty of void fillers. (laughs) That makes the show sound awful. We don't fill time around here. Good morning to you. It's After Hours, CBS Sports Radio. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. I think it very hot in the polyester. You know, it's not a natural fine. <laughs> I think they would prefer cotton. Cotton, cotton breathes. See, it, it, it's much softer. Imagine playing games and your team is five degrees cooler than the other team. Don't you think that would be an advantage? They're cooler, they're more comfortable, they're happier. They're going to play better. This is After Hours (laughs) with Amy Lawrence. This is when life imitates art. Not the other way around. George Costanza from Seinfeld. Man, I might need to watch some Seinfeld this weekend. The cotton uniforms trying to sell them to the New York Yankees. And by sell them, I just mean convince them. Because that's what Rob Manfred and Nike are trying to do right now. Convince the players in Major League Baseball that the Vapor something-something uniforms, which is a a step away from their jerseys of the past, are more breathable and lighter and easier to wear. As Nolan Arenado says, it's like wearing your your favorite old shirt. Except I'm not sure that's what everybody wants. And so... (laughs) On a day when Rob Manfred announces he'll retire after this contract is up in 2029, he's also talking about jerseys and the guys that don't like them. I think you know in baseball, any new initiative, there's going to be some negative feedback. Um, First and most important, uh, these are Nike jerseys. I mean, we (laughs) entered this partnership with Nike because of who they are and the kinds of products that they produce. Um... Everything they've done for us so far has been absolutely 100% successful across the board. Um, The jerseys are different. They're designed to be performance wear as opposed to what has traditionally been worn. So they are going to be different. But they have been tested more extensively than any jersey in any sport. Uh, The feedback from the All-Star game last year where the jerseys were worn was uniformly positive from the players. So I think after people, you know, wear them a little bit, I think that that they're going to be really popular. (laughs) I don't know. They're being called cheap and thin. I just like how they trotted out a bunch of players who were willing to write testimonials for them. (laughs) We'll give you, uh, we'll slip you some checks if you just say... Yeah, no, it's favorite T-shirt. I I used to sweat through three jerseys. Now it's only one. (laughs) Yes, Rob Manfred has got yet another fire to put out. But he will be retiring at age 70, he says. Uh, He's going into his 10th year on the job. So not as long-tenured as some of the others. In fact, I remember when he took over, um, I was already working here at CBS Sports Radio when he stepped in for the retiring Bud Selig in 2015. And while we were talking about him and and kind of uh, what back then wondering how he would make the commissioner's office his own uh, became readily apparent immediately that he was willing to die on the hill of pace of play like that has been his number one thrust since he took over and finally last year uh, he's got to feel validated and vindicated because they finally were able to implement the pitch clock along with that 
stupid runner at second base in the extra innings mess. Uh, they were finally able to trim, gosh, was it 23 minutes off of the average game time last year? Not just that, uh, but more balls in play and more runners on base and fewer strikeouts and more stolen bases. And so he's he's high on the hog right now. Yet another cliche, high on the hog. Except I'm assuming, you know what happens when you assume, that one refers to a Harley. High on the hog. High, are mm. Harleys called hogs? I get that one now. <laughs> Ryan makes me feel old. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, so a few more. Mac sends us this tweet, A-Law Radio. And I agree with Mac wholeheartedly. Where did this come from? Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. I've actually used it a few times on the show, and then I thought, why the heck would anyone ever throw a baby out with the bathwater? Why would you do that? What does that even mean? It means, well, I think here's what I think it means. My interpretation: when you're upset about something, you're cleaning house, maybe you're you're getting rid of old bath water. I don't know. You're making a change, but but it's because you're frustrated, you're upset. Don't go ripping. Th- well, I'm com- combining cliches. Don't go throwing everything out, right? Don't go throwing out the good with the bad, meaning make the changes. But in your anger and frustration, don't throw the good, the baby, out with the old, dirty bathwater. Does that make sense? Okay. Keep your roots that are good. Well, right. Kinda. Don't don't in your frustration and your your impatience Oh, hey, NFL coaches, just throw, or NFL owners, just throw everything out, right? Just clean house, right? Don't get rid of all, like, everything, including the good stuff, just because you're angry or you're upset is how I, in your, again, in your impatience, don't throw the baby out with the old bathwater. It's too many words, okay. the bathwater. Just, just say, don't get rid of the good in the bad. I agree with you, but also who uses, I mean, there are people that take baths now, but that refers to a time, again, I'm assuming, where you would use a basin, right? So you would have bath water and you would get rid of it. These days, we just, we don't throw it out. We just pull the plug, right? And it goes down the drain. Don't flush the baby down the toilet. Oh, Ryan. (laughs) Definitely don't do that. (laughs) Okay, let's see. Uh, someone sent us a link. So this is kind of funny. Uh, thank you, sir, for sending us a link to cliches. And some of these I've never heard before. Uh, but there are some I agree with. Ignorance can be bliss. It can be bliss. I don't know where it came from, but ignorance can be bliss. Not always, but it can be. Let's see. I actually like this one. You can't judge a book by its cover. I, like I said, I, I judge books by the cover. But you understand what that means, right? Yeah, you, you, there's more to people than what it looks like. Exactly. Don't act like you don't judge people. <laughs> um, like, if you see someone on the subway, you're going to judge them. Ooh, speak for yourself, Ryan. I don't ride the subway. <laughs> people people judge. I'm impressed that you ride the subway. Uh, this one, too, if you think about it, I don't know where it came from, but it probably is a history. Read between the lines. We know what that means, but where did it come from? There's nothing between the lines. Right? If you're reading something on your phone or you're reading an actual book, although you judge them by their covers, so I don't know if you actually read them. Read between the lines. Meaning you're coming up with your own interpretation. You're inferring from... This happens on Twitter all the time, right? Or a a game report or something like that. We'll see a tweet from a player and it's cryptic and we read between the lines. 
but is that that's not a book though because in between the lines it's just words right you're you're reading in between them though is meaning it, you're you're pulling meaning out that may not actually be there you're stretching the meaning and and trying to to figure out what was meant I've beyond heard, I've, I've what heard was the term read. okay like good. the term but I don't get the origin of the term gotcha I don't either do you know what a bun in the oven means <laughs> uh pregnancy yeah. But back in the, oh gosh, uh, Victorian England, my mom and I read a lot of Victoria, Victorian England murder mysteries. That just is one of our favorite genres. And they wouldn't talk about pregnancy, right? It was, you were, you were, you had a condition and then you had to go away or stay indoors, like actually stay away from other people because you weren't allowed to be seen with a large belly. It, so they would say you were sick or something like that for know, six months. Anyway, a bun in the oven is one of the ways that they described being pregnant because it was too delicate to actually say she's having a baby. Even though a baby would magically appear and everyone knew what was happening, you couldn't refer to it's it. It's the stork. The stork. Right. Let's see. It's a blast from the past I actually like. That's a good one. That's a real good one. A bird in the hand is worth two in the bush. Yes. No? No? Well, let's, it's a, it's kind of refers to hunting. The one you've got in your hand is worth more than the two that are still free and that are in the bush that you think you might be able to get. Okay, that I needed context. <laughs> when you hear one in the hand, two in the bush, I... Well, the one that, may, meaning possession is nine-tenths of the law, right? I mean, you've got the bird, so that one is worth more than two that you may not ever get your hands Don't on. Don't count your chickens before the eggs or something like that. <laughs> Don't count your chickens before they hatch. I use that one a lot. Uh, I have no idea what this one means. A, well, a chip off the old block we've heard of. I don't know where it came from, but a chip off the old block. A closed mouth gathers no feet. Is that referring to if your mouth is closed and you're not running it, you can't stick your foot in it? I was saying you can't go anywhere if you don't speak up. <laughs> no, no. This actually feels like a cliche of a cliche. Open mouth, insert feet. You've heard that before, right? Open yeah, mouth, insert one. foot. So I think this refers to that. A closed mouth gathers no feet. Ew. But you know, that makes sense to me. It makes now, sense, but nobody's now. ever going to use that. You're just going to look right. stupid. That's true. A diamond in the rough. That would, That's a popular that one. That makes sense. A fate worse than death. Hmm. Not logical, Being but it makes sense. Being a Jets fan, a fate worse than death. Whoa. <laughs> Who else can we label in the in the world of sports as serving a fate worse than death? Coyotes fans. Coyotes don't even fans. exist. That's not even Maple fate. Leafs fans. Oh well, Canadian hockey fans. How long has it been since they won a Stanley Cup? Gosh. Lions fans. We can't say that about you anymore. I'm telling you, Oakland A's fans. Oh man, that's so true. A's fans are suffering a fate worse than death. Huh. Vikings fans, they still never made a Super Bowl. Bills fans. Bills fans. Oh, right now for sure still. I don't like this one. A feather in his cap. It, it obviously refers to a, an age gone by. A fish out of water is one of my favorite, though. What happens to a fish when it's out of water? It flops all around. Oh, I love. Well, I don't love that because the poor fish is he's, he's suffocating. But I do like the mental imagery of it. And one more. A few sandwiches short of a picnic. <laughs> You only need two. Or a few. I, know. I 
is this small picnic or a few fries is short of a happy meal. That's a good one. You're not going to believe this. That's a modern this, time one. But my my husband actually said that to me a couple days ago. And I looked at him like, what? A few fries short of a happy meal. Okay. I, I hadn't heard that in forever, but somehow he decided that he would drop that. A half-baked idea. <laughs> this is a good one. A jack of all trades and a master of none. Now, see, some of these are good. But, like, you're gonna, you sound old using them. I know. That's true. Thank you, Ryan. A frog in your throat. Have you ever used that one? No. No? Okay. I don't know how anyone would ever have a frog in his throat, but if you're croaky. Ugh. But that doesn't sound like a frog. I got a frog. Uh, that doesn't sound like a frog. You know who sounds like a frog? Patrick Mahomes. Kermit the Frog here. Yeah. Okay. So, Ryan has labeled us old peeps because we... We like our cliches, but I feel I'm actually pretty proud of myself for being able to explain some of these. Using old ones that are out of use. Yes. Like diamond in the rough. Okay. Don't throw out the baby with the bathwater. That, that makes you sound old. Yeah, you just A are. feather in his cap. Yeah. That makes you sound old. I agree with that. I agree with that. All right. Well, we hope that uh, you've laughed along with us. Between that and Seinfeld, this is an hour I've never quite done on the radio before. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You are listening to the After Hours Podcast. I thought we were bad until we needed to be. You, you know what I mean? Like, we started out the game. Um, I think um, we gifted, like, five threes in a row. Where we were standing there, and we just, you know, dare shots. Um, everybody in this league can play. you got to respect everybody. We had some guys here, and we had some guys in Cabo. <laughs> this is After Hours with Amy Lawrence. Duck Rivers is already feisty, and he's only been with the Bucks for 10 games. He was brought in to improve the defense and to make the defense championship worthy. Ruh-roh. I don't actually believe in karma. I really don't. But if I did, uh, this might be a good example of it. Be careful what you wish for. Milwaukee Bucks front office letting go of Adrian Griffin when they were 30 and 13 because it wasn't good enough. And because the defense wasn't good enough, and now they are 3-7 and seven since Doc Rivers took over. 
those were the days. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. NBA All-Star Weekend is coming up, which is why a lot of the guys are in Cabo. I wonder if anyone's going to Costa Rica, because if they do, they might run into Jay and his family. They're doing some zip lining in Costa Rica over the next uh, the next week, and also some hiking. So they're getting out into the great outdoors in Costa Rica. Uh, and the last I knew, their plane had been delayed multiple hours, but they were still, yeah, they were still supposed to arrive around midnight local time. Uh, so hopefully he's safe. I usually will get a text or two from him, but he's heading into his birthday week and taking some time off. And that Super Bowl week, it knocked him out. I told him, I told him it's going to be a lot. He barely survived, and now he needs a vacation. It's After Hours with Amy Lawrence on CBS Sports Radio. Angelo sends this tweet about wet behind the ears. This is how it was explained to him, and this is rather gross. It can't be this. Wet behind the ears is when babies drink from their bottle on their backs, and the milk runs down their face and ends up behind their ears. That sounds like a recipe for disaster. I don't know. Which one would you buy? The whole not drying? They're both bad, but the baby (laughs) one's more realistic. You think? A little bit. All right. I like this one from Prince. Don't write a check that your ass can't cash. (laughs) I don't think that's the actual. (laughs) I don't think that's the original, shall I say. It might be now, the version that people use. But is that one old? Don't write a check your ass can't cash? It's not old. It sounds normal. Oh, okay. So that was okay. That just sounds like life advice. We d- we dressed it up. <laughs> it's easier to understand. It, that is true. It is easy to understand. Wet behind the ears, not so much. Uh, something Rufus says something about the creek not rising, which I <laughs> also not one that you can really understand unless you live in the country or grew up in the country where the creek would rise. <laughs> Uh, I just know I'm terrible at them. That's the problem is I frequently mix them up. And and so that's where I I confuse people even more. But happy Friday to you. It's after hours here on CBS Sports Radio. Uh, while we're talking about words that people don't generally use or maybe they're too old for people like Ryan to use, uh, Tiger Woods used a word we hadn't heard it really ever come out of his mouth. But this is the new and improved the humbler, gentler, kinder Tiger Woods. Well, my, my back was spasming in the last couple holes. Spasming. And I was locking up, so um, I came down and, and it, it didn't move. And I presented Hosel first and uh, shanked it. When's the last time you hit a shank, Tiger? I think you can remember. It's been a while. It's definitely been a while. I can shank. I've done that before. I don't generally do it to the point where it's so drastic and takes a right-hand turn off the tee box. Uh, but I do... Every now and then, uh, well, it happens to everyone. I love how he gets all technical. I presented Hazel first, and then he goes into the part about the shank. Shank is something we can identify with. I'm not sure how many people out there, maybe relatively serious golfers, know what he means when he says, I present Hazel first. Uh, But the shank part, we can all identify with. No idea what that means, the first part. No, it's about where you hit it on the club, meaning instead of hitting it on the face, the sweet spot of the driver, you hit it. You got jammed. Hazel first. (laughs) There you go. You got jammed. Just say you missed it. (laughs) You miss hit it. Yes. Checked it. But that would be way too untechnical for Tiger Woods to just say I miss hit it or I missed it. People make things so much more complicated. Oh, yes. We absolutely do. But when you think about it, his whole life is, you know, it's technical. And he's 
he's always given us technical explanations for what's gone wrong or not. The part that I've just never heard him say is, I was nervous. I was really nervous, which he said multiple times on Thursday after the opening round. And then to talk about how the greens are stressful. Ever in your life did you think you would hear Tiger Woods talking about the greens and the speed of the greens being stressful? Maybe at some point in his career he's actually felt that way, though he made a killing in his career because of how good he was on the greens and how good he was at reading greens and reading putts. But to hear him say the speed of the greens was stressful? Nope. That's almost unheard of. It's as unheard of as milk running down the face of a baby and ending behind ending up behind his ears. Wet behind the ear. That's gross. I Ew. still don't know what that means. Like you're... <laughs> it just means you're a baby. It means you're inexperienced, you're relatively young, you're you're new, you're a baby. But the, the, you're wet behind the ears. Yes, you're wet behind the ears. Because adults don't leave water behind their ears. Adults don't drink a bottle and have it run behind their ears. I've seen some things. <laughs> well, I guess it depends on how sober you are. Right, That's that might be the deal. It's after hours, CBS Sports Radio. Uh, just getting into a weekend in which there's no football. It's kind of, I won't lie, it's kind of nice. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, of course, we definitely have... Uh, football news, for instance, the Seahawks will pick up the, well, we'll guarantee the bonus for Geno Smith, meaning they're not going to cut him. Uh, he is going to remain on their roster, so he'll get his roster bonus for next season. Uh, we know that pitchers and catchers are reporting now, too. Daytona is this weekend, and I'm actually really looking forward to it. Uh, no doubt it's going to be a little bit like last Sunday. When in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl, I look over and the hubs is snoring on the couch. The two dogs are sleeping. The cat is sleeping on top of the couch. Yeah, nobody cared except for me. It was the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl and everybody else was sleeping. Okay. Uh, And as we talk about the Super Bowl and in the now, gosh, 36 hours, I guess, uh, since not, almost 48 hours since the Super Bowl parade in Kansas City, uh, we're hearing more and more stories of how people helped others and how, gosh, good Samaritans did good deeds to try to pitch in and help. And you may have heard the the lineman for Kansas City, Trey Smith, he did an interview on Good Morning America and was actually talking about a young fan that he ran into while he was attempting to take shelter. This little boy uh, was with his father. Oh, he's just a little hysterical. He just panicked. You know, he's scared. He doesn't know what's going on. And, you know, I had the WWE belt um, on me the entire parade. And, you know, I was thinking, man, what can I do to help him out? I just handed him the belt. Hey, buddy, you're the champion. No one's going to hurt you. No one's going to hurt you, man. Um, We got your back. We just started talking about wrestling. You know, who's your favorite wrestler? What was your favorite wrestling match? And just little things like that, just to take his mind off of it. He was looking out the window and he was seeing people, you know, just reacting away. They were trying to get out of that situation. So I'm like, here you go, buddy. This is yours, you know, man. Like, so again, no one's going to hurt you when you're here with us. Thank you, protected, buddy. You're going to be okay. You're going to be all right. Could you imagine what that little boy most needed to hear in that moment is that he was safe and that he was not going to get hurt, that nobody was going to come after him, that he would be protected. And here's this giant mountain of a man, uh, Trey Smith. And who even knows if the boy knew exactly who he was? Sometimes fans don't actually know uh, who the offensive linemen are. I I would say more these days because of uh, the all-access nature of NFL. But um, there's a chance he didn't even know who Trey Smith was. 
and Trey gives him this WWE belt that was part of the Super Bowl celebration and and tried to talk to him about wrestling, which is really sweet. Um, and, yeah, there are stories coming out now, not just from Chiefs, but other fans who were there helping people stay calm and helping them get to safety, which I think is amazing. Even in tragedies like this, turns out it was a dispute between two juveniles and they pull out guns and start shooting. It had nothing to do with targeting this group. It was just more a crime of access. And yet you've got members of the Chiefs and others who are trying to comfort people at the scene. Those are good stories. That's the the positivity that comes out of it. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you soon. It's After Hours, CBS Sports Radio. Boom! You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.